On this episode of Stories Behind the Grind, listen to my conversation with Michael Lauria. We discuss what success actually means for men, how opening up to your partner can make you stronger, and what men can focus on having right now. My name is Aidan Vokolo, and here you will find business strategies, tips, and tactics that you can incorporate not only in your own venture, but your life to help you simplify and strategically grow, scaling up the impact you're having in this world. Listen as I talk to creators, innovators, and game changers on what it takes to build an impactful business, uncovering their insights, strategies, and tips to help you increase profitability and develop a thriving team culture. Welcome to the Stories Behind the Grind podcast. Michael, thanks so much for coming on the um, Stories Behind the Grind podcast. It's great to have you on. Yeah, awesome, mate. Thank you very much. I appreciate uh, the opportunity. Uh, so, Michael, you're, you're a men's coach specializing in relationships, money, and mindset with over 15 years' experience having helped men navigate the complexities of life. What drew you to helping men in these aspects? That's a good question, Aidan. So, so what drew me in the first place was the fact that I went through a quite a difficult divorce, separation and divorce with children, probably around about 12 to 13 years ago. Prior to that, I already had an interest in, in counselling and mental health and those kind of areas. But after going through the difficulties, challenges and, and sort of heartaches as well, not so much the divorce, but more so what happens afterwards with children, and, uh, you know, the difficulties of maintaining a reasonably decent relationship with their mum and being able to see my children on a reasonably ongoing basis, which wasn't always possible for various reasons, but also the financial strain of, of that, because not only was I paying for my own living expenses and my own life, I also had child support obligation and school fees at the very beginning, et cetera, et cetera. So, from a perspective of, and I was running my own business as a counsellor and, you know, picking up a bit of part-time work here and there as well. So, so yeah, from, a, from the perspective of a, of a dad going through separation um, and also a man uh, wanting to provide for his children at a high level, there was certainly a lot of pressure. And so I really was very, very motivated from a very early, sort of early time during that period to help other men through the process after I got through it and after I started to understand and realise some of the some of the self-awareness involved and some of the solutions and the way that we actually manage our state during these during these situations really motivated me to jump on board and step up to help other men to do the same. Yeah, so you sort of paved the way in a sense and then using those drawing upon those experiences to help others sort of in similar journeys. Yeah, absolutely. I'm a, I'm a massive advocate, Aiden, of if you haven't already walked the path, then then who are you really to guide another person along a similar path? Because everybody's got their own path. Everybody travels their own path. However, there are many, many similarities that men go through, whether, it's, whether they're in relationships or not. From a male perspective, we have this, there's this societal pressure and also the pressure that we put on ourselves too, to be the provider and the protector and that just that male figure in our children's lives and uh, and our partner as well. And so when things don't go too well from a relationship perspective or a uh, just a general life perspective, there's a lot of pressure on us because we really attach a lot of our identity to at what level we can provide for our families and at what level we we feel that we are successful in business. And so when things don't go too well, it really challenges our sense of identity and also our self-worth at a very, very deep level. Yeah, it's often, often the case that we do wrap sort of our yeah, self-esteem into what we do. How can men start to sort of detach 
you know, their, their sense of identity from, I guess, their profession? Look, it really depends upon whether you're doing your profession because you feel like you have to and it's an obligation and you're just doing it because you have to earn a living or whether you are doing what you actually want to do from a place of passion and purpose and all of that. And so if you're doing that from a place of passion and purpose, then you actually don't want to detach from it because you're very much attached to helping others and making a difference and creating impact. So I think that from that perspective, that's a good thing. I think what we want to do, though, is in the context of detachment, we want to learn how to detach from the outcome and allow the process to happen organically and naturally. Whereas a lot of men feel like they're actually stuck in jobs and stuck in careers, stuck in a business that they don't particularly, you know, they don't particularly like anymore and they struggle through each and every day, perhaps not from a financial perspective, but from a mindset perspective. And so we see this a lot with entrepreneurs and they start off doing something that they love and then it becomes a bit of a chore and a job because it's a struggle. And when that happens, it's very important to come to the awareness that if it's too much of a slog, if it feels like too much of a hustle and a grind, then you're probably not in alignment with what you're supposed to be doing and where your true passions are. Not to say that there's not hard work involved in building any business or being an entrepreneur, because there are, but if things aren't flowing and you feel like you're just encountering resistance at every turn, then you really have to perhaps adjust your course a little bit to something where you feel like you are in alignment. And I think that would be my best advice for people, for men who are going through that kind of conflict within themselves and they're juggling within them Am I doing this for, is there a purpose behind what I'm doing? Is there passion here? Or am I actually doing it just because I feel like there's an obligation to earn an income? And that, I think, is the tipping point for many men. And when they start to get clear, have some clarity surrounding what they're doing and why they're doing it, then that's when they will start to take better steps and more empowered and make more empowered choices towards changing changing what they do on a day-to-day basis because that will then influence their state in a big way. Yeah, mindset, mindset and entrepreneurship are two, you know, having the, having the right mindset or developing the right mindset is definitely critical and knowing why you're doing what you're doing and more, from, more than just from a money perspective because speaking from experience, I've, I've tried to start a couple of businesses when I was a bit younger and it was just to make some money on the side. And it really, that, that motivation, is, I found it was fleeting. Um, and also, and also, you find that it's an ongoing struggle because you're always just chasing money for the fact, for the sake of money. Yeah, you're just chasing chasing that outcome. And yeah, that's right. And I've been there too, Aiden. So in the past, I've done that as well. I've I've worked in jobs or started a business purely for money, and it is a ongoing struggle. And you encounter resistance, as I was saying before, at every single turn. Whereas when you're actually in alignment with your purpose, and you, when you feel purpose about what you're doing, and you actually can see that you are adding value to people's lives in a positive way and you're having positive influence and impact on the world and in society, no matter how small it is, then you can attach a sense of purpose towards that and then you find that things actually flow, which is so important because I'll give you a very quick statistic here. I kind of know, I kind of knew this figure, but I looked it up yesterday in preparation for our interview here. In, uh, in 2017 in Australia, there were 3,128 deaths as a result of self-harm. So that is suicide or unintentional suicide 
when people have perhaps taken an overdose of something, not meaning to actually commit suicide, but that's, that's the end result. And out of that, 2,349 were men, and that's 75% of the total people that committed suicide intentionally or not intentionally, 2017. When we drill down a little bit more and we have a look at some more statistics surrounding that, out of that 75%, almost 50% of that, so almost 1,150 men committed suicide as a result of stress and pressures within business or work and financial pressures as well associated with all of that. So that's a massive figure for you know, just over 1,100 men to commit suicide in a year just in Australia as a result of business stress and pressure. And the business stress and pressure, in my experience, mentoring men and, and helping them through the struggles that we go through from time to time, I find that a vast majority of them are going through these struggles as a result of lack of self-awareness and lack of just not being in alignment with their true values and feeling like they have purpose in what they're doing. So that was massive when I when I came to that realization. I thought, and I and I kind of knew this years ago. Didn't know the actual numbers, but I knew it was quite a high percentage of men who were committing suicide as a result of business and financial pressures. I thought I really have to do something. I really feel that there's a need for somebody to kind of step in and step up and help these men to increase their level of self awareness and try and drop those suicide rates because they're just astronomical. Yeah, there's such a huge number and it's something that's not really talked about either. I think men are brought up, you know, to be, you know, stoic and, you know, I can't show any emotion. They can't talk about their feelings. Sort of ends up happening is they end up bottling it all up and they can find, you know, they find that they have no one to talk to about it when they really need it. For those that are struggling to even share what's on their mind with their partners, what are some some ways that you suggest that they do just as a start, just as a, a way to get the conversation flowing? Yeah, sure. So. Look, I get that I ask that question a lot, and it is different for each individual. But overall, the best thing that somebody can do, the best thing that a man can do, first of all, is to develop a sense of awareness surrounding how they're feeling and for what reason. So when, when I say for what reason, it usually comes down to for what purpose do you do what you do and feel as you are? And some people with a reasonable sense of self-awareness, you can kind of sit there and reflect. You can do some inner reflection. You go, okay, well, I'm not happy. Why am I not happy? I'm not happy because really what I do for work it doesn't fulfill me. It just doesn't give me any sense of satisfaction or purpose. As a man, we know that if we don't have a sense of purpose and we don't feel like what we do means something, and at the same time, we don't feel like we're providing for our family, and as a result, we feel whether it's a reality or not, we feel like our partner doesn't approve of what we do or how we provide at what level. And so then you start to develop some awareness surrounding that. Then you actually start to feel a little bit more comfortable around having a conversation with yourself. Okay, cool. So we're men. We actually do at a very high level. So what are the action steps? Men take action in order to produce results. That's generally what men do. And so the action steps are you simply with a piece of paper, you know, okay, well, how do I feel? And if it is, and if you simply put, I don't feel good, I, I don't feel purposeful, I don't feel I'm achieving at a high level, I feel like I'm disappointing my partner, I don't feel like I'm providing for my family at a high level, and I'm just generally not happy. That is a fantastic start. Already you have awareness 
surrounding how you're feeling, why, and who you feel like that's affecting. And so then the next step would be to, if you don't feel safe or comfortable talking with your partner, even though I would always suggest that is the first step, because our partner, if we're in a reasonably healthy relationship, our partner will actually support us within that space. I have found that whilst many men are hesitant in speaking with their partners, when I encourage them to do so, they actually find there's a lot of support there and they find there's a lot of love and and it forms a connection because their partners are actually just going about life thinking that they're okay. And then all of a sudden, we go to our partner and we say, listen, this is actually how I'm feeling and I've been feeling this for a while. Then they actually get reassurance because we're so self-critical and we actually believe we're not providing when we are. And our partners are happy. You know, maybe they're not as happy as they could be or feel as secure as they could from a financial perspective, but they're pretty happy and they can see we're making an effort and they can see that we're actually trying and are at a pretty high level. And for most, well, we'll just talk about women in general. For, for most women, as long as they can see that their man is taking steps to provide for the family, even though he may not be at a very high level, that to them shows that there's some drive and there's some ambition and there's a reasonable amount of, a healthy amount of confidence around that. Then when we find when we start to talk with our partner about how we're actually feeling, that we don't feel like we are providing at a high level, we actually the majority of the time get that little bit of validation from them to say, you know what, you are, we can all do better, but we, but you are, and I love you, and I love the fact that you're trying. And these are the conversations that usually happen between men and their partners. And of course, as a man, that actually helps us to step up to a slightly higher level and feel a little bit more confident within ourselves, knowing that we're actually feeling worse about the situation than our partner is. And then we feel a little bit more empowered to step up and do more. Yeah, it's amazing. Sort of trying to think, you know, you think you know what they're going to say. And then when they say something that sort of goes against what you're thinking and that are actually supporting you in what you do, it does allow you to take that next step. And sometimes that's all you need. Sometimes you only need, you know, you're doing a good job and that's enough to, you know, take the next step. And then if you sort of, once you've had that conversation once, then having it again isn't, isn't as difficult, isn't it as big of a surmountable task. Either. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And what, what we have to what we have to really learn to do because us us men we're, we're pretty simple creatures, really. As long as we uh, feel like we're respected and loved and supported, and we know that we're providing and protecting our family, and we have a decent sense of confidence and self worth, we'll actually do okay in life. I think men put a lot of pressure. We we put a lot of pressure on ourselves in general to be successful in this new sense of the word i think that there's quite a a toxic environment out there for men when it comes to this idea or this concept of success because for the normal man out there that doesn't have a private jet and that doesn't drive a bentley and that can't afford you know a hugo boss suit if he feels or he doesn't have some kind of social influence or or status and doesn't feel like they actually need to or want to still doesn't feel successful and feel like a man achieving at a high level. So when you've got all of this stuff out there on social media surrounding success and then this imagery surrounding what people's perception of success actually is, it doesn't encourage men to live life with purpose and it doesn't encourage men to actually achieve something at a reasonable level because they're looking at these 
visualizations of what success means out there in society. And they're trying to reach this, what they might feel is an unattainable goal. And of course, what that does then is it sets up more feelings of inadequacy and lack of self-worth. And so that's what we then bring into our business and we bring into our relationship and we bring into our lives because we're, we're struggling to, and maybe a lot of men aren't struggling, but we are really finding that we're attaching our identity to not just providing for our family, but providing for them at this level that looks successful to the outside world. And this is a lot of the reason why men struggle because there's all this stuff out there surrounding success and what that actually looks like. And most men look at it and go, you know what, um, I, that looks great, but I actually, that doesn't, that doesn't fuel me. It actually doesn't do anything for me. I know this is what I'm told that I should have. I should have a fancy car and live in a big house and my wife should be able to go out and buy whatever she wants, et cetera, et cetera. But that's not us. My success is I look at success by, and this is what most men feel, by if, am I, is my partner happy? Are my children, am I connected with my children? Am I providing for them on a financial level that enables us to eat reasonably well, live in a nice house, drive a reliable car, go on a holiday once a year and save for retirement? And if that's my life, then I feel successful and that's cool for me. But there just seems to be, and for a lot of success-driven people, that looks mediocre and it actually isn't. So this is the stuff that drives a lot of men into the ground because they grind and they hustle and they really they really work against their purpose and their sense of well-being just to try to be this version of success that that is just that is out there. Yeah, and I think it comes back down to having that self-awareness, so understanding why you do what you do or what you're doing it for, you know. And if you're doing it for the, for the, you know, the outward, you know, external things, you know, a car or a fancy suit. And yeah, like you said, you are going to put all this undue stress and pressure on yourself to to perform. And then when eventually when you do get it, then you've got this sort of hollow feeling because you've you've you know sort of burnt yourself to the ground, and you find you know you might finally get there. I know of somebody. Just in the context of this, I know of somebody who wanted so badly to live that life that he struggled and he put himself under so much pressure to sit behind a Maserati, the wheel of a Maserati, that he didn't, he didn't purchase, he leased. So he, he got to the point where he was earning an income that could uh, sustain a loan or a lease for a Maserati. Maseratis, as, as many of us know, are very expensive cars. And I was with him the day that he, that he actually picked up his Maserati and he sat in the driver's seat and he looked at me and he actually had a tear in his eye and he said to me, you know what, Michael? I'm grateful that I'm sitting here. I'm grateful that I got to this point. But God, the sacrifice, I'm just not sure that it was worth the sacrifice to be able to sit behind the wheel of this car. Because by the time he sat behind the wheel of his Maserati, his marriage was almost on the verge of breaking down. His children, he hardly spent any time with his children because he was so busy hustling and grinding and working so hard to get to a point where he was earning this income. And along the way, he had achieved these other material successes as well, such as the suit and uh, such as traveling business class and all that sort of stuff that, that a lot of us aspire to. But I'll tell you what, the sacrifice, there's always a payoff, Aiden. Mm-hmm. There's always a payoff, especially when you have a family. And 
that stuck with me on such a deep level back then when I saw the look on his face and I knew what the state of his relationship was and then he looked at that Maserati that he worked so hard for and it was almost to the point of there was, and, and I can tell you, over the next month or two, he started resenting that car and everything that it represented. So I suppose my biggest message that I would love to get out there to everybody that's listening is there's nothing wrong with the finer things in life. There's nothing wrong with them. But never actually sacrifice who you are as a person and what you value at a high level. Because when we break it down, when we actually get to the core, our core values as a man is not to drive a fancy car. We don't grow up and we don't go into adulthood knowing and feeling that as long as we can sit behind the wheel of that car, we'll be happy and we'll feel fulfilled. It's such an illusion because when we look at our core values, our core values as men is to be of service, is connection, it is respect and love and all those kinds of things. Because I'll tell you what, if every man is honest with himself about what he truly values in life, he will value having a deep, connected relationship with his partner. He will value feeling a sense of peace and harmony in life and a sense of contentment and happiness. That's what people strive for. And they look for those things in material objects. They do when really they can find it within themselves. It's always within ourselves and within the people that we love. And it's always about really, uh, you know, building that sense of self-awareness to be very, very clear. And this is what comes back to the beginning of our conversation about who you are and where you feel a sense of purpose in life. No, for sure. For those, I guess, for those men who have kids, are there anything they can do sort of help shape, well, I guess, in a, in a way, help to counteract the influence of media? Absolutely. Don't listen to it. Just absolutely do not listen to and or, or pay attention to whatever's out there in terms of a vision or an idea or a concept of what success is meant to mean because success will be different for everybody. And this, you know, this concept of success that we see out there in media and especially on social media now, this concept of success is as I said before, it is so toxic and it's not even, you know, when we look at success, the word success actually comes, is a derivative of words that we used to use in medieval times in regards to succession. So when we look at this word succession, it is all about who is going to succeed the king when the king passes away, right? That's where the word success actually came from because people then attached this word success, which is about material gain and wealth and power, et cetera, et cetera, to becoming king. When the word was actually designed and, and the intention behind it and the energy behind it was more around the concept of what comes next, right? What comes next? And I can't remember who said this, but somebody said this, and I, I should look it up, but somebody said success is a series of thoughts and actions connected with a worthy ideal. That really is what our version of success actually should be. Not the achievement of something, but the little steps along the process towards a worthy ideal. And that worthy ideal is whatever your reason is for doing what you're doing. That's your worthy ideal. And that's a goal that is surrounding feeling happy and content and centered and aligned. And you find 
that as a natural result of being aligned within yourself and with what you're doing and feeling that sense of connectedness with people, not with things, but with people, the money will come as a natural result of that anyway. So for anybody out there, and I teach money mindset to people, I actually run a course on money mindset. And I'll tell you what, it is not what people think it is. It is not surrounding how do we get out there and hustle and make more money. It is so the opposite. It is about embodying who you are as a person to then step into alignment with your true purpose and something that helps you to feel contentment and happiness. And the money flows as a natural result of that. So, And people are discovering this and they're actually achieving more on a higher level, not just from a financial perspective, but in their relationships and within themselves as people as well as a result of doing this course. So my advice would be raise your level of self-awareness. Just get to know yourself a lot better. Understand what drives you, not from a material perspective, but your core values. And that is my best advice to people, Aiden. Yeah, no, it's um, it's advice that everyone should take. And it's something I, I guess, spent a lot of 2018 working on is uncovering my core values. And I, I found, you know, once you sort of uncover them, you can rely on them then. And they're, they're a solid foundation from which you can build upon. It's well, such, a valuable, such a valuable exercise to do. And it does take a bit of time. But I found, I guess, for me, the values that you have are things to be uncovered. So you've, you've got them within you. It's just discovering them and um, going through the process through that. They are already there. You're right. They're already within us. And I think the struggle for most people is that our core values and beliefs are actually... Uh, are actually there, but they're on a subconscious level. So we're not consciously aware of them. So it really is a matter of getting, if you've not done this kind of thing before, it really is a matter of getting a coach or a mentor to help you through the process of uncovering what you're currently unaware of. And then when you can do that with some guidance, then it is about saying, okay, well, here's my core values. I've got them. I know what they are now. Now, what I'm doing in life, how I'm spending my day, what I'm doing for a job, how I'm showing up in my relationship with my partner, with my children, with my family, with my friends, how I'm showing up for myself every day, are they in line with my core values and beliefs now that I know them? And if you can say, yes, every one of those things, you can put a tick next to everyone, then you are in alignment. If you can't put a tick in front of every single one of them, then whichever one you can't do that or series of ones that you can't do that, that's where you need to realign yourself. And we always know when we are in alignment and when we're actually operating at a high level, when we look at our results. And if our results are exactly what we want or close to what we want, then we know that we're pretty much in alignment. But if you're not getting the result you want from a financial perspective, from a career or business progression perspective, or you're not getting a high level of relationship satisfaction or you don't have a good connection with your kids or whatever it might be. When you look at your results in every aspect of your life, and I do this with people, we do the wheel of life and I'm sure lots of people have seen the wheel of life and we rate how you feel and where you are on that wheel of life and that gives you a really good idea of your results and that gives you some really good clarity and laser focus on the areas of your life that you actually need to start to get more in alignment with, which creates happiness, fulfillment, and connection. Yeah, yeah. The, the results of, um, I guess, finding yeah, finding someone who can guide you through that process and the outcomes you get from it will set you up for, um, for the rest of your life. And things transfer yeah. to different areas of your life as well. So, you know, you might focus on one area, but then 
after focusing on that area, you'll find the other areas will improve as well. So even, even, I guess even if you've got multiple areas to improve upon, I guess what I'm trying to make is even just focusing on one will help the, the others develop. Oh, that's right. Because it really is just getting in touch with your core values and beliefs and raising that sense of self-awareness to a point where you just really get to know yourself at a higher level. And then you do have a lot more clarity in every aspect of your life and you can start to make some better choices from a place of self-awareness and then you find your whole life transforms. But yeah, you're right, Aiden. Absolutely. Uh, Michael, a question I'd like to ask all guests on the podcast is what's your definition of the grind? What's my definition of the grind? Mm-hmm. <laughs> my definition of the grind is just in one word, misalignment. And I know that might go against the grain for some people because there is a lot of stuff out there in regards to grind and hustle. But from experience, and I'm, I'm, I'm 44, and not that I'm old, but I'm not, um, not, a, not you know, in my 20s anymore, and I've done the grind, and the grind really represents resistance. So if, you're, if you feel like every day you're in an energy of grind and hustle, you're actually not in alignment and you will find that whatever it is that you're doing, you will get some measure of what you may call success as a result of simply putting in the hours and grinding and hustling and working hard. You will see some level of what you might call success at some point, but something will give. And it's usually going to be you or your relationships. So, yeah, that, that one word, misaligned, is the word that I associate with grind. When we talk about the opposite of grind is flow. And so that mm-hmm. might give people a bit of perspective in terms of when things are flowing, you're in alignment. When you feel like you have to grind, you're misaligned with your core values. Thank you. I love hearing everyone's um, sort of different take on the word. Thanks for your uh, perspective. Michael, where can people find more about you and what you do? Yeah, cool. Thanks, Aidan. So I run a, a group for men on Facebook called The Man Space. I've also got a Facebook page just under my name, Michael Lauria, L-A-U-R-I-A. Our brand new website is coming shortly, which is michaellauriacoaching.com. Should be up within the next, hopefully within the next couple of weeks. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, or just, yeah, just connect with me on social media. My Instagram is exactly the same, Michael Laurier Coaching. So if you search Michael Laurier Coaching on Instagram or Facebook or LinkedIn, you'll find me there. Michael, thanks so much again for coming on the podcast. It's great to have you on. It's been a pleasure, Aiden. Thank you very much. If this is the first time you've listened to the podcast, I appreciate you for stopping by. Please subscribe. Otherwise, if you took away valuable advice from this episode, I'd love for you to share it with others. Until next time.